And welcome back to another episode of Ice Time with your hosts, Matt Piscazzi and John Horton. Thank you again for listening yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and for all the continued support. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter or X at Icetime9899. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, be sure to send us an email at Icetime9899 at gmail.com. This episode will be coming out Friday, November 3rd. And then, of course, we have, we'll have uh, two more episodes for you guys next week on Monday and Friday. And we will, of course, keep you posted if there is going to be any wacky Wednesdays. But uh, yeah, without further ado, we'll get right into the episode. I'll let John uh, intro on uh, some of the news that we're going to touch on here. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get rolling, get another episode in the books for you. Yeah, a lot of uh, crazy news going around the uh, the league right now. Um, one big one that I saw, uh, of course, the biggest is the Ottawa Senators front office issue. Uh, quickly, though, I just wanted to plug in, um, you know, ever since the unfortunate passing of Adam Johnson, um so there's been talks with the um nhl pa about not i don't think mandating net guards but advising it uh, i know some penguin players including eric carlson have started practicing with it um and, you know others like that so i think it'd be kind of interesting to uh to see exactly what unfolds with that in terms of um is it going to become a household thing and uh another thing with the, the guy who unfortunately caused the accidental death of adam johnson i forgot his name um i did look into him and apparently he's a big uh he's a big uh kind of nasty player in terms of he he has the most penalty minutes in the league and he's kind of known for being that guy that kind of tries to start fights and you know if you watch the video of course i don't recommend you watching it but when you do if you have seen the video you can see he it kind of almost seems intentional i think he intentionally tried to hit or kick him of course, by no means do I think he intentionally tried to, you know, murder him in that, um, you know, unfortunate accident. But um, it'll be interesting to see what becomes of him in, in the league. I haven't heard anything else besides that. Um, and, of course, uh, Backstrom is stepping away from hockey with ongoing injuries. Um, he had the hip resurfacing surgery last season, and it just doesn't seem to be melding uh, correctly with him, so he's going to be taking a, a break right now, going on the uh, LTIR for the Capitals. Unfortunately, he probably won't come back. He'll probably retire. It's just a tough decision to make. But um, just want to get those two quickly out of the way, of course. So Ottawa Senators have a new owner this year, as of this year, Michael Andlauer. Um, he seemed very proud, very happy, and very excited to be the new owner of this team as I think anybody would be if they just purchased a sports team, especially a, a very proud Canadian t uh, you know, hockey club. But unfortunately, the front office that has been in place prior to him purchasing the team, they made some blunders. Uh, they made some oopsies, and um, some of the players have made some problems. And I do have some quotes here from him, but first, uh, Matt will give us a little rundown of the exact oopsie that they created for yeah. themselves that has now cost them a first-round draft pick quite a blunder over there in the front office for Ottawa. So this whole series starts actually back in 2020 uh, in the offseason. 
the Senators signed Evgeny Dadanov uh, at the time as a free agent. Now, when they signed him, he agreed to a 10-team no-move clause with one of those teams being the Anaheim Ducks, because, of course, who wants to go to the Ducks? I'm not surprised. A lot of teams probably, but teams like the Ducks on a no-move clause, you know, who wants to go there? They're not very competitive. But regardless, that next summer, the summer of 2021, in the offseason, the uh, Senators traded Dadanov to Vegas. Now, when they traded him to Vegas, they didn't include the no-move clause, uh, or basically they didn't, they didn't key in the, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, front office staff on the fact that there was a no-movement clause included in his contract. So the next year, in the spring of 2022, Vegas tried to trade Dadanov to the Anaheim Ducks. So the trade gets to the NHL Central Registry, it gets flagged, and it gets denied. And everyone's like, what's going on here? Why is the trade denied? And it goes back to the fact that Ottawa did not... Um, they didn't let Vegas know about that no move clause with those 10 teams and one of those teams being the Ducks. So the Ducks and Vegas both came out and were like, what the heck? That's total, you know, it's bad business. What are you doing? How could you do that? That never happens. Like, you know, it's a huge mistake, basically. So now we are seeing um, punishment come essentially in the form of a uh, relinquishing a draft pick. So for the 2024, 2025, or 2026 draft, within 24 hours of the completion of the draft lottery, Ottawa has to surrender one of those first round picks. So if in 2024, they choose to do that, they surrender their pick. That's fine. They don't have to worry about it in 2025 or 2026. It's been surrendered already, but they do have the option to uh, basically choose which one of those picks they relinquish as it comes though. It has to be, like I said, within 24 hours of the lottery. So it's not like they can be very strategic about it. You know, lottery happens and they have to decide basically right away. So yeah, they definitely, definitely messed up definitely quite the blunder over there and with that their gm pierre dorian uh, did get fired as well so yeah he he got shown the door pretty much almost instantly which a little funny but uh you know that's what happens when you when you when you have like that's just that's such a simple blunder to make that's like such a dumb thing too i mean it's like, like so one standard thing if, like, like it's yeah exactly it'd be one thing if it was like some try some kind of like sneaky trick they tried to pull off. Oops! Oh, we got caught. Whatever. This is just like not dotting your eye or crossing your t. Like just such yeah. a such a dumb thing. And oh yeah, you know I'm sure I'm sure he's you know uh, he's probably very pissed at himself. Um. So you know Michael Anlauer was interviewed about this, and uh, he he did not <laughs> he did not hold back. I have some broken quotes here, but I'll read them. So basically, he started with, and I quote. Why I inherited this is beyond me. Three-game losing streak, three injuries, and two disturbing phone calls from the NHL. Actions originated by our hockey club were negligent in nature, and our duty of care was ignored, which set off events that embarrassed the league and pissed off two other NHL clubs. I am looking forward to less phone calls from the NHL. You look at a young man who's making millions of dollars, but he's 21 years old. Wayne Gretzky goes on MGM and talks about betting. Think about being injured, having time in your hands, and a cell phone. End quote. Now that last quote is in reference to Shane Pinto, who got caught gambling and was suspended for 41 games. I do agree with the last part. Um, little side note thing. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm interested how you feel about it. Uh, I think for a consumer standpoint, I think sports betting is fun and like interesting and exciting but in terms of you know the overall integrity and and uh you know uh zero doubt in professional sports i think sports betting has um not obviously has ruined 
professional leagues and like NFL, NBA or, or NHL. But it just opens that door for more of this BS and more of this nonsense. I mean, he makes a good point with Wayne Gretzky, you know, uh, Wayne Gretzky and Conor McDavid. They're funny commercials, but, you know, they're on the MGM, like promoting, you know, sports betting and this and that. And, uh, you know, of course, players aren't allowed to bet because then there's that thought of, well, you know, they could put bets on themselves and then they might not be able to, uh, you know, they might like throw games, they might play differently. I mean, a great example of that, which was years ago, is Pete Rose, who still is not allowed into the um, MLB um, Baseball Hall of Fame, hmm. rightfully so. Kind of sucks. I know he betted on his team. He was coaching the team at the time he wasn't playing, and I know he bet on the team to win. <laughs> it's not like he bet on the team and uh, and they you know purposely lost, but it's a blanketed thing. You can't give leeway to people or else it opens the door for other stuff like that. Um, so, you know, and Shane Pinto here was very stupid. I don't know what he thought. You know, there, there's agencies in all these professional sports leagues. There's employees who, you know, monitor players. Like part of their job is to monitor players like accounts and this and that like the lions that had that problem that you know detroit lions like the ton of those players got nailed and they had like all fake accounts that they thought they wouldn't get caught on so they have professional probably third-party businesses that investigate stuff like this but i personally think sports betting is there's no real place for it in professional sports because then it just kind of lets doubt creep in you know like you see a bad call from a ref and you're like does that ref got money on this game you know, or who came up to this ref and uh, and threw some money in here? Or you had, you know, in the NBA back in the 90s, there was that ref who got caught uh, fixing games for 13 years, you know, with sports betting. Mm. And then he made a statement, which who knows, maybe he made the statement just because he was sour that he got caught. But, you know, he made the statement like, oh, you think I'm the only one that does this, blah, 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 this and that. So I personally think sports betting uh, shouldn't really be a thing for professional sports. Um, of course, my humble opinion will not affect any of that. And even if it was made illegal and not a thing, people would still do it illegally. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, before the incidents of all these, uh, well, you know, specifically in New York, too, that, that only happened recently in what, uh, a couple of years or so that we were even able to do all these other sorts of like online and mobile sports betting and things like that. And before that, like you said, it's not like people weren't betting. They were just doing it illegally. So now there's, you know, it's out there. You see it everywhere. It's, I mean, you can't go a commercial break without seeing one or two or three commercials, especially if you're watching sports. It's three, four, five commercials that are all about betting. You see them all the time. You see the same ones on repeat. You know, they put out it just an incredible amount of advertising for it as if they're not already making millions of dollars on people betting on sports anyway. So just crazy. But yeah, no, it definitely has no place in for, for these professional athletes. I mean, when you agree to play a professional sport and make millions of dollars playing a professional sport, you relinquish that opportunity to sports bet. And rightfully so, you have no, they should have no business with any of that. They should have no, they shouldn't even want to. I mean, you're making millions of dollars. What, you want to make more? Okay, how about you better yourself on the ice, on the field, on the mound, whatever it may be, and you earn your money through your profession. You know, you, you should not be thinking, oh, I make millions of dollars. Okay, let me, take, let me take a couple thousand. Let me take like a backup and make a fake account and maybe I can make some more. Maybe I can hit a big parlay. Like, no, if you want to do that, do not sign up voluntarily to play a professional sport in what you are barred from betting on sports. You know, like these people know what they sign up for. It's not a surprise. It's it's not hidden. You know, when you agree to play play a professional sport, to a degree, uh, you you know you agree that you are not going to do a number of of different things, right? With one of those things being, you know, you relinquish your ability to take part in sports betting activities. So. I always think it's just so dumb when I see players doing this. It is idiotic. It makes no sense. There is no place for it. And honestly, I, I 
do have to, I have to agree with these, you know, you, you might look at like the half season ban for Shane Pinto or like the full season ban. I think that happened to Calvin Ridley in the NFL or some of these bands and say that's harsh, but it's like, no, they signed up for it. They know what they're doing. Now, when you compare that to some of the other things that people get suspensions for, it might be easy to say like, whoa, you get a four game suspension for a hit to a head, but you get a full season suspension for, you know, betting money on sports. Like, yeah, you can make that comparison and it seems a little off. But the thing is, from a legal standpoint, like they know what they're signing up for. And then they, they oh, knowingly yeah. make a decision to do that anyway. So it's just idiotic. It is so dumb. There's no room for it in professional sports. And I have quite honestly have no tolerance for sports players that do this because it's like, really, dude, if that's more important to you, then go home and sit on your couch, watch the game and bet like the rest of us. Come on. Like, exactly. you, you, you don't get to have your cake and eat it, too. And that's kind of exactly. the scenario that we're seeing with these players. So just no tolerance for it. Honestly, it's such a joke when I see professional players that are like, you know, getting caught. It's like, really? That's what's important it, to you? How about you just play? Just play. Exactly. Like, what, exactly. what's the... Like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just idiotic. No, it really. is. Especially like he said and like you said, uh, like their paycheck is disgusting. <laughs> they'll, they'll see more money than 98% of the world population and they have to gamble to make more? Like, come on. Like, it's like... Yeah, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Like the, reason people, the reason people bet and gamble in the first place is to have a little bit of money to get a lot of money and they already have a lot of money. And the other thing with Shane Pinto, like his, he needed a new contract. His contract talks are on hold now. And after seeing how the owner reacted about that, he he probably won't be able to resign with the team. No. Well, who's going to want him? I, it's that too. Thing. Like it's just a bad look. I mean, I we 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 could we could talk about this all night because it is just it's like it's so stupid. It's it's infuriating. I mean, there's just there's so many different aspects that of that you look at it and you're just like really. Like you can, all of the points come back to the fact that they already make millions of dollars and they knew what they were signing up for. And it's voluntary. It's voluntary. Nobody, nobody held a gun to their head and said, sign this contract for millions of dollars. They chose to, and they knew it, you know what I mean? It's just, oh, it is, it is so idiotic. Um, I it think is. just, I think just to touch on what you had mentioned before about the neck guards, um, before we kind of move into some other news and stuff, uh, the, the league in the UK, I believe are using them now on a, on a larger scale. Uh, the WHL actually made it mandatory, at least in practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and like you said, the, the NHL is meeting with the players union, uh, and association to kind of discuss the future in terms of the use of net cards and things like that. Um, yeah, definitely going to be interesting to keep our eye on that. And then, um, <laughs> a little, this isn't even really news. I just saw this online. I thought it was so funny. Connor McDavid after the heritage classic. So Nickelback performed live at the Heritage Classic, and there was a quote from him online after the like after the fact with you know one of the PR interviews or whatever. He said that Nickelback is one of the best bands of all time, <laughs> with a straight face. I and he, I think he I think he believes that, and I just no, I think he does too. I've seen him at multiple like concerts. He had no, he likes stuff. them. I'd be like credit yeah, to them, whatever. Does. You know, they made all sorts well, of money yeah, doing this. People like them, but dude, they're just that is such dude, a bad so take. Dumb. It is such a it's bad so, take. It it honestly matches his personality though. Like, it like does, almost yeah. to the T. That it is really the funny does. part. I think that's the funniest part about it. I, I think it's a crazy, it's a crazy social um, phenomenon if you study like the hate that Nickelback got. I mean, all, you know, the disclosure here, I, I do think they are not a good band. I think their music is very bland and, and sucky. Of yeah. course, if you like <laughs> them, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Um, I just think their songwriting is very one dimensional. Their artistic design is, is awful. Their lyrics are mediocre. And, uh, you know, some of their hits are mildly entertaining, but, um, I think it's a really cool, like social phenomenon, like the, the amount of hate, unnecessary hate that they got, um, just because it like spread as like a, Oh, this is bad because 
like 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 saying like this is bad just like a Nickelback concert like like associating bad with just Nickelback yeah. I think that's kind of funny um you know obviously they're a successful band they tour they make money they're cool guys of course I've only ever heard good things about them um I just personally don't like their music and I think you don't either no it's awful um, if you do that's fine though it's so not bad. really but it is but no <laughs> yeah um but I just thought that was so yeah that funny, is funny though. that, that is hilarious but uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, what maybe just a couple more news things before we go into our predictions. Um, and real quick, so Barkov actually is playing a game tonight for the for the Panthers. He'll be playing in that game against the Red Wings. After tonight's game, he will be the Florida Panthers franchise leader in games played, which I thought was incredible. He is so underrated, and he just does not get as much credit. He really is. He is right. He's always been like so how crazy underrated. is that? Um, and then in something uh, a little exciting for us, but I mean, it's not going to matter for a long time. Uh, Gabe Perot won prospect of the month for the Rangers here. He had a goal, six assists for uh, seven points in six games played for Boston College so far in their their young season over there. So promising stuff Fan from list. our yeah right promising stuff from our uh, first round pick this year. But uh, yeah, with that, did you have any other news? Um, I think because we could get into the backroom stuff um, and some of the Rangers talk as well because it's very relevant to Kane. So I do have some of that saved. Oh actually. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so I have some of that saved up um, for, the, for the Kane stuff. So I don't know if you want to touch on that maybe when we do the Rangers. Yeah, when we get to the Rangers, we'll do that. I guess we'll just go over quickly um, our predictions, so the, right? Our predictions, um, yeah, which are tied, right? Maybe yeah, tied yep. So we did. Yep. Um, we from those games we predicted, uh, I had four correct. You had four correct. We had a couple in there where we both called the team that won, but our scores weren't correct. So neither of us really got it. But uh, yeah, in those games, Canes ended up winning against the Flyers. Bruins beat the Panthers. Uh, Kraken beat the Lightning, which the Lightning do not look good, man. Uh, Ducks beat the Penguins in overtime, which was an awesome game. And that overtime winning game was uh, goal was awesome. Uh, Eric Carlson blunder. Yeah, no surprise there. The um, the Red Wings beat the Islanders. I believe that was on Long Island too. Uh, we beat the Jets, of course. The Stars beat the Blue Jackets. The Canadians lost a close game to the Golden Knights. The Hawks got just blasted by the Yotes. It was 8-1, I believe. And that was actually, I think Bedard scored the only goal for the Blackhawks in that game. And it was only 28 seconds in the game. Like, if you're a Hawks fan, you're thinking like, yay, awesome. And then you lost 8-1. It's just not a good look. The the Kings won against the Maple Leafs. The Canucks won a good game against the Preds. Sabres came out with a W over the Flyers. The uh, Stars came out with a victory over the Flames. Avalanche with a big win over the Blues, and the Ducks actually got the best of the Yotes in the second game they played. Uh, they did they did beat the Yotes there, so they they went one and one this week. And uh, yeah, like I said, we ended up tying four four and four there with a couple that uh, neither of us got. But yeah, with that, maybe we'll go into um, the Rangers game a little bit more here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gritting my teeth at the end. I was actually falling asleep because I had work. Oh my god, I know you were texting <laughs> did, me. You were I like, I have to go to bed. And I was like, no, you have to watch. Like, you can't go to bed right now. I think, dude, if you went to bed, we would have lost 100%. Like, yeah, I think you're right. You. No, I, I, I know I am. It's just, it's that's the way the world works. It's Murphy's Law. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong if John goes to bed during overtime. But, um, which I thought was really cool. And I'm sure you probably caught the, uh, the Wheeler tribute at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that was, that was nice. Dude, it was so nice. He looked like emotional just on the, the ice too. And he started. They he started did. his line the first and second period, which I thought was just a class move by Laviolette. Obviously, the third period, um, he didn't end up starting that line. I think he started our second line out there just because they were yeah. looking, they were looking good yeah. on offense. But uh, yeah, just a class just looks, class move. He just looks so old, man. It sucks. He just looks very like cement in his skates. Um, very slow to action, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But he's. 30 Definitely. deep so i guess um yeah no it was it, it was a great win great victory um i know i was 
spamming your phone like crazy about the uh, missed breakaway on both uh, Lafreniere and Kako. Yeah. You know, one of those two <laughs> had to hit, you know. Again, well, you know, it happens, but, I mean, come on. You got to, like, you, you, you kind of have to, like, especially Kako's, like, he, he messed up that backhand, like, so simply. Like, if he had just angled his stick ever more slightly inward, that would have been it. He'd yeah, be, but he's also he'd moving at, like, teleport. 20 miles an hour on ice after just making four moves. Like, I mean, we do, they are humans. Like, we do it to, like, give them they the credit. Are. I mean, the thing that's, that is, is okay is obviously we ended up winning. If we lost, you can look back at those and be like, yeah, yeah those should have been worse. in the net. Yeah. But, I mean, Hellybuck played a great game. And so the thing about that is, like, we almost lost because we didn't make the most of our opportunities. I mean, all night we were we were creating chances. Both teams were. It was a really, really fun game to watch. Um, not as many yep. chances as you'd see normally, because I think that especially towards the end, um, and I, you know, credit to the Jets, they played really well defensively and we played a pretty sound defensive game. Uh, minus that one error before, I believe it was their second goal, where we just left the guy right out in the front of the right in front yeah, of the Yeah, that was net. awful. It was like I, was I like, think what are you, it's like, what do you do? I think everyone else must have thought that the person behind them was gonna cover the front of the net, and so they all kind of stepped up and like in unison you saw I think it was three guys all kind of like step over and up to the yeah. left and just leave that little spot open and it happens it, yeah, that was a stinker but it definitely but like we yeah. played a really strong defensive game and yeah i mean i do if if we lost that game it's i think it's really easy to look back at those and be like you know what we only had a few really good opportunities we have to make the most of them but we did end up coming out with the victory so i think it's a little easier to kind of soothe ourselves here especially five and zero on the road trip uh mika that was his second uh two games in a row with a goal with the rocket in overtime to win it Panarin's on a yeah. nine-game point streak. I mean, it's it's hard to think, find holes in our game right now. It is. No, it is. I think um, what's the franchise record? I think it's Rob Gil, uh, Gilbert. I think it's fourteen. Oh yeah, 14, it was. It's fourteen. Fourteen, 14 games. games. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Panarin. So hopefully, Panarin can break that. That'd be dude. sick. Well, but and him, and then also Adam Fox. Now in I don't. So I don't know if the streak was broken, but like I don't know if it's like a solid streak. But in eight of the nine last games, and I believe it is eight in a row now. Or uh, again, I don't know if it's in a row, but in eight of the nine last games, Adam Fox has a point on the power play. Yeah, which is which just crazy. Is I think just, he leads, or he did, defensemen in power play points. I don't know if he still does. I think he does. Um, I don't know if he leads all defensemen in points anymore because I mean there have been a couple games. We had three days off since since our you know since our last game here. Obviously, we're, yeah. we're recording on yeah. Thursday. We'll actually we're recording before the game, so we'll get to catch the game later. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean the sad thing. To, to kind of come out of that game for me at least is just the wheeler thing because like he got so much attention they gave him the tribute at the beginning of the game like i i honestly was pretty high, high on him to score on that game and he did actually hit the post he had a shot off the post which he did and i'm like oh that couldn't win in like the thing is that he he's not making huge mistakes i mean we saw him making a pretty big mistake towards the end of the game that led to them getting a chance um they didn't end up scoring so it, you know it ended up yeah, kind of being yeah. a wash um but with that if he cannot make mistakes, if he can just kind of be a solid presence on that line and just, you know, be be strong on the on the hands, be strong on the forecheck, make the right pass, get the puck out of the zone, then I'm okay with it. Like I really am. We we're we're not you know, we didn't bring him in here to break down the doors and, and to score all these goals. He has a third line role as a 37, 38 year old who is at the end of his career here. So I'm not expecting him to score at all, really. I'm not even expecting him to make I'm not even expecting him to get a ton of assists here. I, I just want him to be a solid, strong veteran presence, and I don't want him to make mistakes. And if he could do that, I'm totally happy with him there because he's playing a third line role. It's not like we're going to bring up Othman and he's just going to score 50 goals on the third line. Anybody who's playing <laughs> that third line role, whether it be a, a established veteran or young guy, they're not going to have the same opportunity to to put up those points. And we're honestly not expecting those points. So I'm no, honestly yeah, not even yeah. that mad about it. It is just sad to see the decline in his game. 
It it is, it is sad, and yeah, the Othman stuff is kind of annoying. I mean, like I, I forgot exactly what it was, but right now in the AHL, he's okay point wise. He's a little disappointing. I thought he would have a little more points by now, but you know, he's getting <clears throat> excuse me, getting used to playing against you know NHLers, potential NHLers, and he's young. Um, <clears throat> I definitely don't want another first round draft pick to be a whiff. I don't think Othman will be, but um, uh, yeah, I'm tired of people like like get him up here, get him up here. It's like, dude. Just like calm down. Like, yeah. Even like, though Wheeler is older and <clears throat> falling apart, um, he still has that veteran mindset, veteran you know analytics, and and he knows how to lead, um, with intangibles. Um, I think I agree. There's not a lot of holes in the game right now. The only thing that uh, would really benefit the team is a little more secondary scoring. And in terms of secondary scoring, I mostly just mean Kako, Lev, and Hedo need to just get a little more consistent. Um, and if they can get consistent goals, that's going to boost like crazy. That'll take, again, like we've always said, that'll take the pressure off the veterans back, the expected veterans to score. Um, because if they're having a cold game and, and and if the young guys don't show up, that's a loss. So, um, they're looking good, but we need to see more, especially from, I think, um, uh, he don't needs to score. First of all, I think laugh would have like probably seven points. If 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 because he's had some nice passes. Oh, true. Um, Just with all the passes, see yeah. a lot more from Kako. He has not looked fantastic. Um, you know, he's not like the the two things I don't like uh, that I've seen from him is not taking enough shots and creating high danger shots. And I've surprisingly I've I've seen him kind of get bullied off the puck a little more than I would like because his puck handling is really good. Oh, that is such. I, I've cap. seen a lot. No, no I've cap. seen. A, he's been I, I getting checked off the puck pretty easily. He is, bro. He is a monster at puck possession. On that one, I got to call you because there's no shot. Find me a clip where Kako doesn't have the stick, the puck on his stick for at least 10 seconds. Or, I mean, I know that's obviously there is that no, clip exists it. out yeah, there. That was a bad take. But, <laughs> t- dude, he, the no, one puck thing possession you have is to good. give him no, is but, puck but recently, if, last if couple anything, games, like I've noticed yeah. that he's been, he's been getting bullied a little more. Well, that's also because you're staring at him and anytime he makes a mistake, you note book, it in a little bit. I do note it. It's in red ink. No. You're gonna be light on these kids, man. I'm telling you. I mean, I know that this is, is always this is always the banter because it's like you are the the dramatic New York fan it that is. represents a large portion of the fan base, and I tend to be a little bit more of like the the moderate. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge fan, yeah, but I think fair. I tend to be I, more I do of get like a little the, more. It's okay, like patience kind of fan. Like we, but we do represent different ends of the spectrum because, like, okay, I hear you, but Laugh has four goals in nine games. Okay, that's a goal every other game. I mean, I know he had the three in a row, and then he had a, a goal earlier in the season, so it's been a little bit. And he's looked good. If he was consistent for a few games there, but he has looked good. For, yeah, no, he really has. And like, like you said, the passes he's been laying on to Phil, and I am not mad at Phil not scoring a goal at all. I could care less. He could get eighty assists, and I wouldn't care because he's being productive, and that line looks stupidly good. I mean, listen, would I love to see him put a puck in the net? Absolutely. Do I think that he has missed some of prime grade A opportunities in front of the net? Yeah, I saw him and we texted about him and I was yeah. like, you got to be kidding me. He had a wide open net, but six assists in nine games and he looks well, he does lethal look on that line. I mean, they look, that's, that's the thing. Like our second line is creating the most offense right now, you know, outside of our special team. So I'm not even mad about Phil not getting it in the net because I know that at some point it's going to get in the back of the net, just given his play and how strong that line is playing. I think the one thing I do have to give you is the Kako production, but like I've always been a big proponent of just watching Kako play and just letting him grow. And so I'm okay with two points in nine games. I am. I mean, I know that sounds weird to say like, yeah, I'm okay with that, but it's because we're not seeing him make huge mistakes. I mean, you know, I know you can say like, oh, he misses the net. That's a huge mistake. 
But at the end of the day, he put himself in the position. He was in the right spot. He made the right move. He received the pass. He made the right pass. He's doing the right things. And so for me, I'm okay with that because when you consistently do the right things, you kind of give yourself the opportunity to create more offense, to to create more opportunities. And so he's been consistently doing the right thing. Maybe he misses the finish at the end, right? Okay, that's fine. Maybe he gets bumped off the puck here or there. But if, you know, he can't finish, that's, that's one thing. You can always kind of learn that, right? Like through playing and just all constantly like doing the right thing to get yourself in that position, you can kind of learn how to finish that play, right? And so I'm, I'm confident that we're going to see him pick it up here. I mean, his last point was his 100th point in his career. That's a nice little milestone. He's got to be feeling pretty good. I mean, he's on the first line here. He's getting a lot of minutes and that line's really gelling. I mean, I know our second, our second line's producing more offense, but I just, I am, I am a big proponent of just being patient with Kako because I think it's going to click. And when it clicks, that's, that's going to be it. I mean, he has all the tools, tools that a lot of players that come into this league at a young age don't have just the size, the skating, the puck handling. Um, you know, we have seen a, issues with his shot, but I am, I am still, I guess, maybe to a fault, overly patient with Kako. But uh, so, I, I do think it's, so it's just bound to pick up at is, some point, right? Like, what would it take for you to finally like be like, all right, it's, it's not going to work. Like, it's not, it's, he, he doesn't have it. Like, what would it, what would it, what would it take? I guess. Okay. Well, I'm so there's a couple of different ways to look at this, I think, because if he stays on the top six, so I, I think that the situation would be right. He stays in the top six, he's getting second power play minutes and it's, we're, we're inching towards kind of like we're halfway through the season we're we're kind of getting closer to the trade deadline because at that point you're looking at somebody in your top six and if they're not like if he's not producing every other game a point every other game a point every game and a half something like that like we do need to see production from him especially being in our top six at some point and he could very well be a, a part of the reason that our first line isn't producing as much offense as our second line so I think that if we get to like that halfway kind of towards the trade deadline mark and we still haven't seen enough production from him in terms of actually putting it in the back end of that, actually getting those assists, um, you know, point every other game at least, then I think you could maybe make the case to say like, hey, we're coming up on the trade deadline here. Um, you know, if we're still in a, in a really good spot in the statistics that we are, then you might say, hey, maybe this is a time where we try and figure something out because if we are going to make that big, strong push, it's kind of hard to have a guy like that in the top six. And so that, that would be a point for me where I would say like, okay, Kako, we gave you a lot of time. We, we gave you years. We, you know, I've tried to be patient with you, but at least for right now, you are, you're going to get bumped down to that third line. We're replacing you. And maybe at the end of the year, you take another, you take a small deal, uh-huh. you take a bridge or something, and, and we can kind of see what you have next year. But I don't even at that point, I don't know that we would well, that, that is, really even be able to do that. That's fair. I do like that. I guess the main reason I'm also more on his case is because this is his contract year. Um, you know, and I, I, my thought is when it comes to laugh, my thought is with Lafreniere, he's going to be a Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I think I've kind of talked to you about that. I think he's just, that's just the, the first overall pick he's going to be. He's going to be mm-hmm. that 50, 60 point production, hopefully player that, you know, you're like, you know, sees flashes from here and there who is just a solid guy to keep in your team forever. I, I unfortunately, I think the generational yeah. or super all-star boat has sailed i think i think maybe all-star i think maybe like the back of the boat still in the bay maybe we'll see in these next two years um but for kako mm. you know yeah it is tough um especially you know like what do you 
what are you going to do? Like, like if you're Drury and we get to that point, you know, trade deadline, like you said, and you're not seeing that production and blah, 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 this and that, unless there's like a team willing to give you like a pretty decent player in a trade package, like on a silver platter, I don't think they'll oh, be they're able not, to move they're not going to be able to move him. No, they're not going to move him. They're not going to be able to move him. But I mean, the thing... The thing that's tough about that is if we're winning, yeah, it's hard to change fair. the lineup in any regard. And we've seen from Laviolette that he has rolled these four lines on a consistent basis. And when it comes to playing in the game, we see a little bit of variation in that. But he roll, he keeps these lines together. And the one or, the one big change we see in the lines actually comes in the form of the kid line. Every now and then, especially when it comes to like the end of a power play or the beginning of another power play, sometimes he will roll out the kid line for a shift or two. Um, and... Just kind of see what they got. I mean, that's it. You know, then, then it changes the next. But yeah, I, I think we'd be hard pressed to move him. It's like, who's going to take him? He's at the end of the year, he's off his contract and you don't even know how much he's going to want to take, how much people are going to be willing to give him. And also like at that point, is it really worth it to change that our lineup true. that much if we are still winning? I mean, if, if we're atop the Metro come trade deadline point, it's hard to make an argument that we need That's to fair. make a move in our top six. It is. I mean, even if he isn't producing, do you know what I mean? Like, even if he isn't producing at that level, I think at that point I would be like off the Kako train. Like, listen, play out the season. If you want to sign a cheap deal, stay here, play bottom six minutes. Sure. Yeah, but other than that, totally. you're out of here I, kind I of thing. Yeah. But right. Like that's, but it would be hard to say like, get him out of the top six because what at that point, yeah. what is wrong with our lineup? Right. Nothing. If, if we are atop the Metro, we're there for a reason. And there's no reason to shake things up in, in that, that kind of regard, at least in my mind, especially with the Kane talk. I, and I, I, I can't believe we're seeing so much of the Kane <laughs> yeah, talk still, honestly. And it's we were talking lot. about it a little bit too. And like the more and more, well, cause the more and more I think about it and I go, I go back to the Backstrom thing. I do. Here he is who, and he's, he's uh, coming off yeah. of his hip resurfacing yeah. um, procedure. He has been a shell of himself since he came off that procedure. And now he's literally going on long-term IR probably isn't going to play hockey again. Ryan Kessler was a great player for the Ducks, I believe. Oh, yeah, he was uh, never assistant the captain there for a yeah. long time. I don't know if he was ever the captain. Yeah. Well, he didn't play. He he, he didn't play. Uh, and then another guy who I had uh, my attention was brought to recently, Ed Jovanoski, who is not a big name by any means, played uh, over 1,100 games, though, for the Florida Panthers, played like 19, 20 seasons. He got the surgery, came back from the surgery, played 37 games, looked absolutely yeah. horrible, retired midseason. So... You're, you see, we've seen this happen multiple times with players from, from varying skill levels, but specifically Ryan Kessler and Nicholas Backstrom are great, great players and they were never the same. So like, I understand the thousand, you know, one of the best American born players ever to play the game, Hall of Famer, you know, incredible career, right? But that's not what we're getting. We would be getting a shell of that player. And we did, we had that player. We had him hurt at the end of last yeah. season and he didn't, he did diddly squat. And what did we give up to have to get him? And if, and if we were going to bring him in here and change our lineup for what yeah. we're winning, why? And so that's, that's my, especially with the backstrom thing. That was like the final, at least for me, that was like the straw that like broke the camel's back that just said to me, like, no, I don't that, want Kane anywhere near this team. I, my thought is, I just don't, unless it costs, like if it costs like a song and a dance. Okay, sure. Come back on the team. Uh, that'd be awesome. But if it's going to cost anything more than that, it's not worth it. And also the other thing is too, like people are like, Oh, yeah, get Kane and then just throw him on the third line. No, you can't take Patrick Kane and throw him on the third line. He's going to get, what, 11 minutes? That's that You might as well just not even have him on the team. If you got Patrick Kane on the team, you'd have to give him top six minutes because you, you got him for his Hall of Fame 
you know, 100 greatest player stamp production level, even if it won't be at that level because of his age and injury. So you would be forced to put him in the top six. You can't take Patrick Kane and put him on the third line. That's not, he's going to average what, one shot a game? So that that's that I hate that argument. It's like, oh yeah, just throw him on the on the third line instead of Wheeler. It's like he would be doing the same thing Wheeler's doing, not generating any offense and just like skating on the ice and preventing the puck from going in. So yeah, so yeah, I agree. Like it's not really, it's not worth it. You know, I mean, I saw a video of him after the surgery, like training. He looks pretty lively, but you know that's on a closed rank, you know, by himself. <laughs> but um, like he still has his hands, of course. Yeah. But, if you can't skate to the net and you can't take hits, uh, we'll see. It would be a shame, though, if, like, let's say he goes to, I don't know, what's like Buffalo or something, and he just lights it up, like, 40 goals, this and that. Like, that would be that would be hilarious, and you would never, ever hear the end of it on Dude, Twitter. That would that would be some, like, New York Jets type stuff, though. Like, that would yeah. be something that would be ha- that would happen to the Jets. And it has, where the Jets, you, the, the Patriots end up taking yeah. one of our guys and they turn yes. him into a superstar. That's happened on their special teams unit. Every, you, I, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a, a star from the Patriots special teams unit that they hadn't taken from the Jets in the past 10, 15 years. But that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I definitely hear that. Um, that's another reason, too, that I'm like, I don't want Kane anywhere near the team. Because if we do get Kane, he has to take that top yep. six spot, which is going to be from Kako. And at that point, we're yeah, saying pretty Kako, much telling him to go <laughs> and, and, and we can't... Exactly. I mean, what, what do we expect from him at that point then? I mean, him, Cooley, and Trocek, it doesn't sound like a bad line at all. You know, we, we, no, it really doesn't. But that we're diminished minutes. He's not going to have as much of a presence on this team. And at that point, it's like, okay, bye bye. We're not re-signing you, and go figure it out. You know, for a player who is what going to play maybe a season with us at an over probably an overpriced cap hit and give us a little production or coming off a hip resurfacing pr- procedure at you know thirty five plus years old. It just, I don't know. I d- I just don't see it, especially after the backstrom stuff. But yeah. yeah. I, I really uh, I think we'll see the talk pick up because it's November here. Um, they were saying that like November, December, he would probably be looking at signing on with the team and, and playing kind of towards the new year. But I don't want to see him come back. I really don't. At least for us. Just just my personal opinion. But I think with that, maybe since we've been hammering the Ranger stuff, we'll uh, just get into light the oh, lamp yeah. and then yeah. uh, end off with some predictions. Yeah, because I just realized we're, we're running a little bit late here. But a lot of good stuff to talk about, though, today, though. For So for totally for for good reason here. ton of news to cover. So kind of another reason that we've um tried to get through some of the other stuff in the beginning of the episode but yeah yes so light the lamp all right uh you want to start you uh, want me to start i'll go first um i'm here for it so i have two where did i put it here where is it okay so my first one is the uh Stars versus the Flames, the Jacob Robinson goal, mostly because the pass he received was 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 just like sweet, like a back skating pass, you know, a nice little top right shelf snipe. And then my second light the lamp is Logan Cooley for the um his first ever NHL goal. Um, you know, he he looked super confident. He skated right in, got right face to face with a goaltender and just like just to give it a nice little gentle tap, snapshot. Oh yeah. Or, First NHL goal, so congratulations to him. J.J. Moser leading the rush over the line. It goes. Cooley is in. Cooley scores! Logan Cooley in a beauty first in the National Hockey League for 92. 
That's a good one. I got to give that one to you. And I, when I saw that, um, I got like the announcement that came through on, uh, you know, you get like the sports notifications on your phone or whatever. I was like about time. Cause he's been playing, like he's put up a few points here. He's looked really good. So that was a very well-deserved and that was a good pick. Honestly, I gotta, I gotta give that one to you. But, uh, yeah, I had a couple OT winners for mine. Both of mine are OT winners with my first one coming. And we actually discussed it a little bit, uh, coming off of the Carlson mistake in overtime, the Mason McTavish goal that won that game for the ducks, <laughs> just cause I love, you see that little mistake and like the penguins are all like, Oh no. And then, um, I don't, I can't remember who it was for the ducks, but they just like ever so gently just kind of like got the end of the stick on it, just shoved it out of the zone. McTavish took it and ran with it and that was it. And, uh, he looks really good in this, this young season here, but yeah. Puts it home one v one for the OT winner, and then the other one I did say it was another OT winner. I'm sure you could guess which OT winner that is. It's the Rocket by Mika, simply because I don't know how that puck went in. Like I've watched the replay a number of times, and it looks like it literally goes through Hellybuck. Like I really, I'm like, did it go five hole? Did it go under his leg? Like it's hard to tell. It looks like he literally just rocketed it through the guy's stomach, and just to see that, like that, just boom. OT winner, everybody's celebrating, gloves in the air, awesome time. Uh, yeah, that that had to make light the lamp for me at least. But uh, yeah, that was a fun little one. I got to check out that yeah, Robertson one though. I didn't see the Robertson one, so I got to watch that one. Yeah, like the shot he took itself was nothing like super flashy, but it was just mm-hmm. the precision was was amazing, and the pass itself was awesome. That was in the Flames game, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, because I found out I'm gonna watch it after the show. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out because I'm sure it's a beaut. Cool. But um, end off. Yeah, so with, I guess we'll just do our predictions real quick. Yeah, right? yeah. So I figured. So we uh, will. We figured we'll predict the games for Saturday here. So we are recording on Thursday night. Um, tomorrow, well, tonight there's a whole slew of games, but uh, we thought that'd be a lot to get into. Uh, tomorrow there's only a couple of games. So this weekend, if you are looking for something to do on Saturday, there will be a ton of hockey for you to enjoy. And with that, we are going to predict the the results of those games. Hopefully, so the first game we got, I believe it starts at 3 p.m. Eastern. You got the Predators and the Oilers. And I'm going to take the Oilers in this one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm taking Preds. Uh, I think they've been a pretty lethal, uh, lethal, surprisingly lethal team. And also, you know, uh, Skinner and Campbell don't look great, unfortunately, again. <laughs> Fair points. I mean, I, I kind of just took the Oilers in this one because of the, Mc, the McDavid hype. Like, I mean, I feel like they should be able to pick it up at some point, hopefully. I mean, I don't know. Are, are they really just going to skid? Is this going to be their season? Are they really going to be that bad? Kind of have a hard time believing oh, that, man. but we'll see. So I did take the Oilers in that one. Uh, then we got the Jets and the Coyotes, which was a little surprising, both of us, um, when we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I am going to take the Jets. Me too. Yeah. I and think Hellebuck's going to it's gonna give them a hard time. Yeah, especially, I mean, the, we've seen the Yotes flying on offense here, but I think this is, uh, it's not going to be that many goals. I mean, I say not that many goals as I think that the Jets are going to win this 4 2. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I do think the Jets are going to win this that's game 4 2. That's too many goals, if you ask me. Yeah, but not as many um, as 8 to 1. That's also true. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm going 3 2. So we'll gotcha. see. We'll see who comes on top of that one. Yeah, that was, that'll be a close one for sure. And then, well, close call between us, I guess. I, I don't know that the game's going to be that close, but it probably would be pretty fun to watch. Uh, another game here, we got the Sabres and the Leafs, and it's going to be the Sabres in this one for me. Uh, Leafs. Leafs? Okay. Right. Yeah, Maple Leafs. They're going to rebound from that horrendous uh, Halloween loss. Yeah, we'll see. It was a bit spooky for them on Tuesday. <laughs> but uh, another game we got here in the Atlantic, we got the Lightning taking on the Sens. And the rational thinking in me says the Sens, but the irrational sports fan in me says the Lightning have to win at some point, so I'm taking the Lightning. I think the Senators have some hurt pride, as we've discussed earlier, so I'm going Senators. 
Touche. And like I said, the rational part of me said Sens because they're probably going to win. But anyway, I, I am calling it the Lightning there. Uh, we got the Bruins and the Red Wings here. And this is another one of these where I hate the Bruins and I can't believe they don't have a regulation loss yet. But I do think they are going to win this game. Yeah, before we started this uh, season, I uh, one of my predictions was the Bruins were going to take a step back, and I have been uh, completely and utterly incorrect on that, unfortunately. So I <laughs> well, do apologize to all Boston Bruins fans. Not really, but um, yeah, I'm going Red Wings um, because, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see it. I hope you're right, which sounds weird yeah. to say that I hope you're right about beating me in this prediction, but I hate the Bruins, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it, uh, it's an F in the chat. It does feel bad because we... We both were talking pretty big about how, you know, the Bruins can't keep it up and they're not going to be the same yeah. next year. And here they are, what, 8 0 1. Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman are still killing it. Yeah. You hate to see it. it. You really do. The defensive do. structure is great in front of them, but still. Yeah, yeah. no. But uh, a game here that is not going to see a good defensive structure on either team, the Blue Jackets versus the Caps. I mean, this one is just. Just such a, I don't even know. It's, I think it's going to be a hard game to watch, but uh, I, I do think the Caps are going to be able to pull it out. I'm going Blue Jackets. Fair enough. Honestly, they, I mean, they, they have it. Like either team could win this for me. This seems just like kind of like a crapshoot, honestly, guessing wise at least. But uh, yeah, it's a one that is another one that was like could have went either way actually. And um, I think I'm going to take the Canadians in the Canadians Blues game. I kind of want to take the Canadians, but I do like the St. Louis Blues, so I'm going Blues. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, we got Kings Flyers. Uh, it's going to be the Kings for me on that one. Going Flyers offensive powerhouse. Fair enough. They have been scoring a lot. So if they can uh, keep it up on defense, there's no reason that they can't, you know, outscore the Kings there, especially given their, their goaltending issues they're having. But uh, yeah, got a, a game that is very close to heart, our hearts here in the Metro, at least with the Canes taking on the Isles. And as much as I want the Isles to win, I do think the Canes are going to win that game. I think Sorokin's going to get another shutout. I'm going Islanders. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? We'll see. Definitely. That that should be a good one. That That's really a yeah, game to kind of mark good. down there. That should be that should be a good game to watch. Uh, I got another one here, the Panthers versus the Blackhawks. It, it's Panthers for me all the way. I mean, especially after the Hawks. The 8-1 loss to the Yotes, man. And <laughs> they just look atrocious here. So, Yeah, I'm going to be devil's advocate and go Blackhawks. All right. Well, I know you're not going to devil's advocate on this one because the Rangers are playing the Wild, and I imagine always picking the Rangers. Yeah, I was going to say Rangers all the way, baby. Rangers with the four-three dub for me. What? Uh, what's your uh, scoreline? Three-two. All right, all right. Well, that will be a fun one. I will definitely be trying to catch that game if I can. I'm not sure what I got going on this weekend, but uh, anywho, we got the Stars taking on the Canucks, and as good as the Canucks have been in this early season here, I do think the Stars are going to come out with this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, what, what do you think the score is? Uh, give me a little four-two, classic four-two. I'm gonna go five-three, just to spite you on both ends. All right, fair enough. You had to one-up me on two. What's it? was two one-ups. Is that a two-up, or is it two? Uh, ups? Is that a, is that a twenty? It's whatever up? we want it to be. Whatever <laughs> it's a two-up desires. But uh, we get to another game here. <laughs> what well, should be a good one, man? Abs taking on the Knights, and uh, I really want to see the Knights lose. I do, and I think the Abs have a pretty good potential to be that team to finally give them a loss there in regulation. So I do think the Abs are gonna win this game. Yeah, I've really loved this Avs team for a while. So I'm going Avalanche, too. I'm going to go 4-3. to three. Okay, all right. I'm going uh, to take a little bit of a lesser score line. Give me a 3-1 Avs victory. But, uh, yeah, with uh, a team here that has not gotten a single victory all year, the Sharks are taking on the Penguins. 
It's the Penguins for me, dog. I mean, I just don't. The, the Sharks look just atrocious. Oh wait, oh wait, and one. I mean, come on. The pen, the pen. I feel like the Penguins are not going to be the first team that they beat here. But yeah, it's going to be the Penguins oh, for me. Oh man, Sidney Crosby would be so mad. But I'm I'm going Sharks. I'm going Eric Carlson. You know, returning home, blunt defensive blunder leading to a game winning goal against. Okay, well, fair. I mean, we did see him do it in the last game against the Ducks, so but wouldn't put yeah. it past him. And finally, the last game on Saturday, rounding out the uh, the big slate. It's like 15 games or something. We got the uh, Flames taking on the Kraken, and I got the Kraken in this one. Me too. I'm going three two. And I am just gonna one up you, not two one up you. I'm gonna take a little four two scoreline. All right. <laughs> so it'll be uh, fun this comeback on Monday, and we'll see uh, who was right, who was wrong with that. Um, so far, I gotta say this season's been pretty electric. It's been uh, very entertaining. Um, as a Rangers fan, it's been nice, um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who crumbles first between the Bruins and the Golden Knights. You know, they've really been killing it um, structurally and in terms of coaching as well and, and goaltending. So it'll be interesting to see who cracks first in, in, in those standings. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, do you have anything else or do you want to? wrap this one up i think we put a bow on this one wrap it up we had a really good episode here definitely went a little bit longer but uh like i said earlier we had so much to cover on this one that it was just it was all good stuff i mean it's not like we brought you anything boring you know it's definitely no uh no shortage of exciting news and and stuff to talk about but yeah just uh to put a little bow on this episode uh, i'm just kind of close it out here like you said the season has been great so far these teams are about you know eight nine ten eleven twelve games in depending kind of scheduling wise um and it's been fun. It's been fun to watch. Been able to catch a lot of these games and been happy to. It's been electric, electric hockey, a lot of scoring, uh, no shortage of, of highlight goals and highlight saves and all that kind of jazz, especially coming from the Rangers. We have been playing just so good. And it it's uh, it's funny. We're always looking for like, what did we do wrong? Did we make mistakes? Like what, you know, we kind of have to, we can't just be like all Rangers, 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 right? Like you do have to find kind yeah, of holes in yeah. their game. It's been a little bit harder to find holes in their game coming up here, but uh you know, we'll see if they can keep that up. We got uh, got a game tonight. Actually, we are playing, and uh, well, we're recording this literally right before the game. We got a big game against the Canes tonight. So, LGR, let's go Rangers, baby. Get a get a dub over the Canes tonight. But uh, yeah, I'll shoot it over to you to close us out. Fantastic. Yeah, um, been excellent so far for this season. Um, no shortage of electric goals. Uh, love doing light the lamp here. But yeah, so uh, thank you again for listening to this one. Tune in every Monday and Friday. Um, check us out on our socials, you know, on Twitter, X, um, you know, IceTime9899. Quick thing I'll throw in here, um, the official Twitter page for the Carolina Hurricanes actually responded to us on Twitter, which was funny. Oh, yeah, that was, um, that was so awesome. That was awesome. We, we hit 106 followers on Twitter, so that's great. Um, so yeah, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones about this. I hope you're all having an amazing time. Be sure to tune in every week. I know I already said that, but I'm going to say it again. And uh, we will catch you on the next one.